0: Well, good morning. We have a couple of things to celebrate. One, our church raised about $2,500 on one Sunday for helping end modern day slavery. So thank you. Yeah. We enjoyed last week in our chance to get together with Kevin Austin and hear some of the things that are Um, our world, the free Methodist world, are helping uh, accomplish. And that was really, really good. And then there's another thing that happened. And thank you to those of you that showed up yesterday to serve Centralia. Um, We got to meet with someone from the city who said, here's some options and outlets for you as a church to help impact uh, Centralia as a whole. And so we got to paint over a lot of graffiti and pick up a lot of garbage. And if you missed it, and those are your two favorite things in the whole world, because you could never imagine doing anything any more fun than painting and picking up garbage, uh, let us know and come to the next one. Um, and help make a difference in our city. Um, One of the things we don't talk about a lot, unfortunately, the church is creation care. And we are, as people of Jesus, supposed to care about the place that we live in and the community and beyond even just people, but to the place where people enjoy being. And so um, we as a church are taking some responsibility to say, you know what? We're gonna help make sure that Centralia, Our area that we are in um, has some care, and we're going to help provide that. So if you want to be a part of that, um, let us know. It's the first Saturday, 9 a.m. You can join the group online, and then you'll get the email with the location. This last time around, I said what we were doing, and I forgot to say the location. So then I, like, said the location, and then I forgot to say the time. And so then I said the time, but then the location was like a location no one knew about because um, it's not really a super common thing. And so then again, we got, so next time, you'll get the time the location, the address, and the project in one email if we're good. But uh, if I'm writing the email, you may not get any of them again, and then you'll get a follow-up six emails. But either way, the information was there. We made it. We did some work. So we're launching a new series. And in this series, we're talking about loving our church. Um, And it's more than just, like, how do we feel about the church we're in or do we feel love It's about culture, it's about uh, structure, it's about accountability, it's how do we create a community that as a living, breathing organism, this organization that we are a part of, that is collective, how do we as a whole accomplish church in the most Jesus-like way possible. Now, the overarching theme of this whole series is absolutely, as a church, Jesus is everything. Okay? That will be the overarching reality. But we're assuming in the space that in Jesus being absolutely everything, that people will still be people. And so what we've taken with this series is to talk about church, culture, to talk about church components, to talk about church structure, assuming that Jesus is absolutely everything. And then we're gonna do these things to become more like Jesus together. But the first thing I wanna start with in this series is to talk about culture. And as a church, culture matters. Culture is why we enjoy certain stores to shop at and not others. Culture is why some families get along well And some families don't. Culture determines whether you stay at a job or whether you leave a job. And what we know about church is that culture will also impact the ability to which we as a collective group of people love God, love people, and make disciples. Now think about Starbucks. Starbucks has a culture that some people love and it's predictable. And every Starbucks you go to has the same culture. Now, it may have different products, different prices, but it's the same culture. Now, I went to a Starbucks in Korea. And in Korea, nearly all of the iced drinks have red beans at the bottom of them. So just think if you went to Starbucks and every cold drink you ordered had this much kidney beans at the bottom, with the juice, all of it. That's how they serve their drinks in Korea. Now, we don't do that here, but the Starbucks still felt exactly the same. And yet, all of their drinks had this much kidney beans, and yet it still felt exactly the same, which made the kidney beans seem like a better idea than they really were, if you're me. But that idea, those stores you go into that are the same everywhere you go into them is culture. And it doesn't happen on accident. It's incredibly intentional. It's incredibly planned. It's incredibly well thought out. It's structured. Think about Fiddler's versus Starbucks. We've got the same concept. Generally same products. Generally same prices. Generally same options. Generally. And yet, two completely different cultures. Costco, Fred Meyer, Nike, Adidas, Grocery Outlet, Winco. That'll be the new one that Centralia's going to have to work through, is Grocery Outlet versus Winco. Chick-fil-A versus Jack in the Box. I mean, are they really different? Now why is Chick-fil-A the success that it is? I knew there'd be someone out there that'd be horrified. <laughs> culture. Culture is your biggest difference. You know that Chick-fil-A's known for saying things like, "My pleasure." When they like, "That's not a price. That's not a product. That's culture." And we might think it's products, it's prices, it's whatever it's items availability but it's culture and culture determines why we shop at the places we shop at culture determines why we eat at the places we eat at culture determines where we go and when we go how the experience makes us feel how long we have to wait in line whether or not there's carts available when we get there if the parking is easy or not it's all culture and culture matters. And culture is this word that loosely translates to the habits, beliefs, and traditions of a group of people. Culture determines what you're willing to be a part of and what you're not willing to be a part of. And sometimes we don't recognize how much culture plays into who we are and how we function. The culture we grew up with is going to be our biggest benefit or downfall in life. And the church is no different. The culture we grew up with will either become the culture we expect in our family of God or the culture that we don't expect in our family of God or the type of culture that we build as a church because here's what happens church is not just a business now there are business functions of church and you've probably heard this conversation before on some level in order to do the ministry that we do we have to keep the building going we have to pay our utility bills we have to hire staff to organize and run and we have to keep up the facility all those things are sort of business functions of a family of God. And they are components of church that function like a business that provide the way we do the gathering and the outreach and the serving and the community. And a business can really easily, on some level, go and say, here's the metrics we need to meet and here's the culture we're going to define to meet said metrics. And in a church world it's not primarily business it's primarily family and as a church family that means that we're made up of people who bring all their own expectations of culture all their own expectations of what should and shouldn't be done what they grew up with or what they didn't grow up with and as a church of people we have a responsibility to function as a team to function as a unit to function in a healthy way but we can't do that on accident. Now, it would be possible if we got everybody together and then everybody was exactly like Jesus. Like, if we all got together and every single person was just like Jesus is, then we may not have to structure as intentionally around community, but we're a group of people. And we are all becoming more like Jesus, but we're still people. And if we do not as a church family unit, team, body of Christ collectively as a whole work together to create a healthy church culture, then our efforts to love God together, love people together, and make disciples in relationship will be ineffective. In families, we see this ineffectiveness of culture all the time. Either your family culture forces you to work out your differences with others, or it allows people to walk away without talking to each other. Either your family culture expects you to apologize when you have wronged someone, or it allows you to walk away and not own your own actions. Either your family culture expects you to have and use and implement boundaries for your own protection, or it allows everyone and anyone to use and abuse everyone and anyone. Either your family culture expects you to participate in the home Whether it's cooking, cleaning, or financially, or it allows for a lack of participation, which can lead to a little bit of apathy. Either your family culture celebrates the wins of each other, they celebrate when someone gets a promotion, they celebrate when someone announces a pregnancy, or whatever is going on, or it allows for competition to set in, and and people begin to pit against each other. Either your family culture still loves you while you make decisions that they may or may not agree with or your family culture allows for people to begin to try to bully you out of the decision that you're making. Or try to stop talking to you or engaging with you. And in church families, it's no different because, again, we're a family. Either the church culture expects that we treat people like Jesus or it allows for us to judge people when they walk in the door. Either our church culture expects that every person walking in the door is deserving of respect and worthy of love or it allows for us to look at people as if they're not one of us. Either the church culture that you're a part of resists the abuses of power and creates structures of accountability that don't allow for any form of financial, physical, emotional or sexual abuse or your church culture will allow it to be swept under the rug. Either the church culture that you're a part of will hold and respect all the confidences Or you know that when you share your prayer request, within five minutes, everybody that's ever gone to the church will know what's going on in your life. It's all culture. And culture will make a good mission statement totally useless. A good set of values, totally useless. A good vision statement, totally useless. Culture will beat out outreach strategies all day. It'll win over attempts to reach people for Jesus. Because the thing is, we can have the most awesome vision statement ever. You could have the best vision statement in the entire world when it comes to churches. You could have the most clearly defined and incredible values. That match your city, they match your community, they meet with Jesus. and when you look at all of it, it's perfect. It's amazing, and it's so good. You could have all of that, and it would still be totally useless if your culture is not good. Because you can have all of that. but if your culture's not good, you won't keep employees. You can have all of that, but if when people show up and walk through the doors, they feel judgment, it won't work. You can have all of that, but if people come expecting to be met with love, and then someone brings up what they're wearing, this doesn't work. You can have all of those things, but if someone walks through the doors and it just doesn't feel right because they sense... Clicks or any type of us versus them or whatever else, you've all walked into churches where you felt culture immediately when you've walked in the door. And most of you have had experiences where right off the bat, you knew I'm either in a place, I'm going to be okay or not. I've either set foot somewhere that I'm loved or I'm not. And you know these things right when you walk in. And that has nothing to do with vision statements, mission statements. It has nothing to do with who brought you to the story and everything to do with culture. Everything to do with culture. Because what you'll find in the church world is that people show up, and when they meet a culture that's good, then they find out about the vision and the mission and the values. Right, It doesn't go the other way. People don't say, I think I want to meet Jesus. I'm going to find out which church's value, this. Or which church's mission statement includes this. Or which church's vision fits these ideals. Nine out of ten times people say, I want to meet Jesus, and then they show up and either they meet a group of people who helps them find Jesus, or they don't. Sam Chan says this about culture. If you were to receive a kidney transplant, but your body is unhealthy, it will reject the kidney. That is why churches need to become highly intentional about creating a sustainable and healthy culture. It's the soul of the organization. If we as a church want to become a community that loves God, loves people, and makes disciples, then collectively, together, we have to structure our community so that we can become more like Jesus. And there's a few things, we're going to walk through some some scriptures that talk about this. There's a few things that scripture says about the church function as a whole, but in short, it's a church that's becoming more like Jesus. And we know personally, we do not become better disciples of Jesus. We do not become more like Jesus on accident. There is no way that. Five years, five days, five hours, five minutes from now, you will look, live, and breathe more like Jesus unless you are working to do that. Unless you are intentional about that. Unless you are spending time with Jesus. We do not accidentally happen to become better disciples of Jesus. And the church is the same. As a collective group of people, we will not become more like Jesus unless we focus on that. Unless we put our heart and soul into becoming healthy church with healthy church culture. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16 says this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Absolutely none of those things will happen on accident. Here's another text that speaks to the functions of a healthy church, Colossians 2:19. For he Christ holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. What does it mean that the whole body fits together perfectly? What does it mean that every part does its own special function and as a whole we operate like Jesus and we look more like Jesus next year as a church than we did last year? And the point of this whole series is to break some of those things down. How do we fit together perfectly as a family? How do we function as a whole, an entire unified body where we are not just individually becoming more like Jesus, but we are collectively as an organization also becoming more like Jesus and moving in a unified direction where we can live with each other in this space, even though we will have differences. Because the thing about living as a unified body is not that we all exist in the exact same space with the exact same thought process and we all bring the exact same life uh, experience to the table and we can all come and say we all think exactly like this because we all grew up exactly like this and we all function exactly like this and we all, you know people, that's not going to be a thing. And so what we have to learn how to do as a church is to exist as a healthy community, as a whole, even though we will all come from differences of upbringing and differences of value and differences of family culture that factor into our collective culture. Ephesians 2.19 says this, so now you are no longer strangers and aliens, rather you are fellow citizens with God's people and now you belong to God's household that should be a really really comforting and incredibly amazing statement where you could say I belong to God's household I belong in God's family I belong as a part of this unit This whole, but what we're seeing in the church across America is that it doesn't just have a branding and reputation issue. It has a family issue. Galatians 6.10. So then let's work for the good of all whenever we have an opportunity, and especially for those in the household of faith. The church is often referred to as a family. But think about how messy family can be. And think about how family culture could mean all these things. The same goes for church. We're a family. And our family can either be messy. And it can be a family we leave and get therapy as quickly as possible. Or it can be a family where people find a home. Where they find Jesus. Where they find friendship. Where they find people who love them. Or they'll need to go get therapy. So we get to choose and we get to structure our church in a way that allows for one or the other to happen. But it's up to us to work on that. And to address our culture. And to hold our church accountable. And to function as a healthy body of Christ. And our family here, collectively, us at Cook's Hill, we're going to work towards becoming more like Jesus together. So that when the world looks at Cook's Hill, when Centralia looks at Cook's Hill, when Shehalis looks at Cook's Hill, what they see is Jesus. So that when the world looks at our church, what they see is hope. So that when the world looks at Cook's Hill, what they see is love. What they see is a multiplication of disciples. What they see is that we care about the city that we live in. What they see is that they care about their function as a whole. What they see is people who are treated equally. What they see is the presence of the Holy Spirit beyond what people could ever do and accomplish as people. What they see is a joy that exists in the middle of suffering, but not a diminishing of suffering. What they see is a group of people who exist for the kingdom and not for themselves. And so for this whole series, to love your church is to contribute to healthy culture. Is to contribute to the function as a whole. And to be personally accountable and collectively accountable to being an organization that becomes more like Christ.